Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not that being dilly. Don't go wrong willy-nilly. Seems to us kind of silly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to MF Uncensored. If you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you get your podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today is producer Melanie. Producer Melanie, how are you tonight? I'm doing really great, Paul. How are you? I'm doing so well. We just had dinner. It's time for our show. I'm psyched. It's a perfect Saturday yeah. for us. We're very excited. Very, very, very excited to, to talk to our guests tonight. Now, if you guys have been listening to us for the since we started, uh, since our inaugural episode, our very first interview was with an author that... I can honestly say his his book has made a big impact on me. In fact, I wrote my first review ever about his book because I was so moved by it. And mm-hmm. I wrote a second article, and, and he doesn't know this. I wrote a second article today where I talked about Finding My Why is the title of it. And it was really – it was inspired not only by this guy but also another person that we spoke to that had a similar story. And I was just like, man, I am truly – blessed and lucky because this show I've gotten a chance to talk to some of the most incredible people with the most incredible stories and I'm not trying to toot his horn but we have with us in the studio is uh, his making his return to the show not only Neil Getzlow but also his wife Amy Getzlow. Neil and Amy how are you guys doing tonight? Hey we're good thanks for having us on we appreciate it. If, if, I, if, I want, if, if I come on five times, do I get like a jacket like they give the Saturday Night Live host that comes on? <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it's, we, it, we're working on merchandise, which is really funny. We were just talking about it right before we signed on. We're like, we should have shirts and stuff. You know, we have shirts, but we want to make more stuff. So it's funny you actually say that because in one of our shows, we made a joke about creating fanny packs for the show. <laughs> really? And the entire okay. episode, because we, we kept making fun of one of our co-hosts because he said fanny pack. And so now that's our running joke. I want to I want to get Misfit Faction fanny packs. That's the goal. I mean, they're coming back. So actually, I, I, I agree. I think they are coming back. There's a kind of a hipster pinball arcade in downtown Kansas City, and they give out fanny packs on Sundays uh, oh, to people. So awesome. It's all the young younger people that do it. So not us. It, it's weird because you know <laughs> Melanie and I have been married for a year and a half. We're we're thirty four and thirty three, and now we're the ones going. Man, the, those youngins with their hip new fashion trends. You know, you're not supposed to tell people my age, right? Oh, I mean, she's twenty two. <laughs> I can edit this. It's fine. We're not live. That's that's one of the joys, and obviously, it's fun because as a married couple, we're talking to another married couple, and I think that that always adds a little something. Married couples bring a different dynamic when they talk to each other. I think so. You think so? I think so. You guys have been married for, or you've been together for almost 10 years? Or is it more than that? We've been married almost 10. We've been okay, together that's what it was. almost 14. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. So great. Congratulations. That That's that's awesome. And you know, yeah, I mean, our, yeah actually our 10-year our anniversary is coming up in May. Oh, wow. Oh, so, yeah. Um, Any plans? Yeah, no, we need to do something. We need to do something big, though. I mean, I say it's ten years, but honestly, it's probably really technically only going to be like the second anniversary, because we were obviously, as you know, the story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. first. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit you there. <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, eight years or so, marriage was were not the best of years. So you know, to 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 know where we are today and know we're going to come up on ten years is is kind of cool. So mm-hmm. we should do something. Well, I, I think it's incredible, you know, like people, we obviously, Neil, we interviewed you about two months ago and people, people really resonated with that interview, not just because it was our first real full interview, but also because of the subject matter and people appreciated that it was, it, it is a sensitive subject and it is a powerful subject. And like the, the best thing about it is you guys, you guys are celebrating 10 years of marriage now. It, it's incredible. Like, you know, Melanie and I were, were going back through the book again before we got on air because we like to, you know, have things fresh. And there were specific points I wanted to bring up. I know there are things Melanie wants to bring up, but I really wanted to say the most empowering thing is even before reading the book, I felt like it was going to have a good, happy ending. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it does. And that's, you know, and that's why we we're being very public with our story, because we want to give people hope and encouragement that 
no matter what you're facing as a husband and wife or in any situation that you're going through, like that there, there is a way out and you don't have to give in to the things that are holding you back. Like I, I kind of joke, like, like if you're in a marriage and you're upset that your partner is not taking out the trash every week and not doing the dishes, like, you know what, it's going to be okay because if, if we can survive what we've gone through, then, then, <laughs> then there's absolutely a place for you guys to figure, to figure out how to, to take care of your chores. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when we did our first interview, there was something that Melanie and I both noticed immediately. And it's, it's something that really I was thinking about too. When you started talking, because obviously our first interview was heavy. It was like, it was immediately, it was about, here's my book. Here's what I went through. Here's my story. Here's mm-hmm. where I am now. And here's my wife. And, you know, obviously the first, the, the beginning of the book is a, is a letter from you, Amy, to the reader, which I was like, I wasn't expecting and it caught me off guard. But when Neil talked about you in our interview, he just, he lit up. It was the most purest show of affection and love that we can possibly see because, mm-hmm. you know, Melanie, Melanie likes to make fun of me because she constantly catches me just kind of giving her the eyes, just looking at her and then she'll mm-hmm. yell at me or, or she'll throw a pillow at yeah. me or something like, like that. What are you doing? Why are you looking at me like that? He's D- like, just let me look at you and enjoy you. <laughs> and I'm like, but you're staring at me. <laughs> like it happened again right before i was adjusting the ring light and he's just and i turned around and he's staring at me i'm like stop staring at me <laughs> like what are you doing but so it, it's not only is it a pleasure to, to actually you know meet you and you know, I've, I've seen photos i you know i've talked to neil about you mm-hmm. but can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself i feel like we don't know you that well <sighs> yeah well i'm not Let's, that exciting oh my gosh <laughs> I'm going to say one more thing. I was, was going to say, Neil, could, I'm sure I'd give a whole book about you. So it's, you know, this is your time to, to chat. I'm used to this kind of stuff. I, I don't normally do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, you know, Amy's, you know, Amy, I don't think sometimes doesn't think that what she did for our marriage was, you know, worth all the fuss and attention that it, you know, may come come with it, or at least that I try to, that I tried to show in the book and that I try to bring when I, when I talk to people about it. But, you know, as I said before, her, her story is the most important piece out of all this. And, and, and what she did uh, for me through her forgiveness, you know, I'll never be able to, to pay that back because uh, it, it changed, it changed our life and it changed our marriage. So, um, so now I'm going to talk about herself. I know. Oh, and sometimes it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I really don't know what to say other than, I mean, I, we've been together for almost 14 years and I've been a hairdresser for like 20 some years and I have three boys and I mean, we have five together and they're almost all adults now and our lives are pretty boring. (laughs) I don't. I, I don't, I don't know if I would boring, say, yeah, yeah, boring's not the word that I think of. You know, it, it's weird because like, we 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 feel like we know you guys at a different level. Your book is exceptionally personal, and you know, yeah. it, it tells a lot about you guys and a lot of how you view you view the world very differently. And you guys have been through a trauma. You guys have have come back on the other side. Like it changes people. Like I'm I'm sure Neil will agree that he is a different man because of everything that happened. Like if, if you weren't there and you didn't react the way that you did and, you know, push him to get better, he'd probably be in a different spot than he is right now. I mean, is, is that fair to say? Yeah, no, I don't disagree at all. I, I definitely think so. I mean, I was married before to an alcoholic and I mean, I definitely handled that situation differently than I did. And we're obviously not together anymore. Obviously, <laughs> but I wasn't saved at that point either. But yeah, I mean, I had to humble myself a lot because if I went by what I wanted to do, we probably wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's very easy to act out of natural reaction, right? Angers yeah. is the the quickest one. It's the easiest one to fall victim to. You know, your anger, your pride, even like you you feel mm-hmm. like. You know, you're hurt and you're angry and you want justice. But, you know, reading about you in the book, it you went for forgiveness. But the thing I liked, and it resonated with me and I wanted to bring it up, forgiveness but still accepting the consequences. Mm-hmm. That was so powerful for me because it wasn't like, you know, a lot of 
a lot of women, and I don't want to speak for all women, obviously, <laughs> but anybody who's in an unhealthy relationship, they'll sometimes overlook the flaws and they'll overlook and they won't mm -hmm. challenge their partner to get better and make the relationship better. So for you guys, like, how do you inspire each other to be better? I mean, both of you, not just, you know, one or the other. I, I mean, I think a lot of it is just putting God in the center of our marriage because I mean, there's no way I can't rely on my own way of doing that things. Cause I don't know. I just don't think God's got to be the center of it. Mm -hmm. Cause if I leaned on my own understanding, it, w it wouldn't be the same at all. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for I us, remember, like, I said, like I think a lot of it is just humbling yourself because if I went off my own reaction, I, you know, just like when I had found out about what was going on, I mean, inside, you know, I'm thinking all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, too, like, and that, that's what I try to be is all I can be now is the best husband and the best father and, and just the best man of God that I could possibly be. And Amy inspires me to want to do that. You know, she, she always jokes when I talk about her faith, because I always would say that my faith, you know, my faith, her faith inspires me. And there was a time when I said that, that when I probably didn't really understand that or mean that. <laughs> and she would, she likes to make fun of me of that for that. But now, you know, now going, having gone, you know, through sort of the same transformation, heart transformation that she did, you know, her faith does inspire me because she, she, she prayed for me for eight years uh, for me to get, you know, to get saved, even though in standing there, even though knowing that, even though she couldn't quite figure it out, tell what was going on, she knew something was happening now. And yet she still faithfully prayed and was, was persistent about it. And, and finally, you know, finally God listened. Mm -hmm. There is nothing more powerful than a woman's intuition. It is one of the, I, I joke yeah. around with Melanie all the time. She oh. always knows everything it's, it's the it's one of the most powerful things and that's that's definitely something that comes you know from from god the universe that's just something it, you feel it in your gut you feel it in your bones and you know you know something's going on so to have the strength to just pray for your husband for eight years day in day out just i, I can't even fathom having that kind of strength because you know you you didn't know what was going on but you knew something well i mean i was i mean i really did think he was cheating i just and it was weird because the very first time i started to notice anything like in the morning when we wake up like he looks at his phone checks his emails and all that stuff and i mean i almost feel like god was kind of tapping me on the shoulder like hey you know, I'm like, I noticed that his phone was like turned away, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, anytime I looked to his direction, his phone was turned the other direction. Mm -hmm. And before I used to like, just flip through his phone, like he didn't care if I saw it or not. <clears throat> so that was like the very first, I guess, kind of red flag to me, like, that's odd. And then, you know, it was just things like that. But then, you know, sometimes I'd feel like, am I crazy and overthinking this? Like, I, I think I would try to just, you know, tell myself, like, you know, this doesn't necessarily mean he's cheating. But I just started to notice things over time, like him, like when he'd go out of town, he would, when he'd come back into town, he, he would be like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends or whatever. And before, it, it seemed like before that, he would want to make time to, like, hang out because he had been out of town. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like he had stuff going on all the time, you know. Or I'd be like, hey, what are we doing this weekend? And he'd be like, well, he's like, me and so-and-so are going to Lawrence to watch the KU game. And then, you know, so he'd have all these plans going on. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I've been here at home working on the house. Like you've been gone like three or four days this week. And 
you know, he it became a weekly thing that he had at least meet up with his friends like once or twice a week during the week. He started like a kickball league. I just got like, the best visual in my entire life of Neil just just start just playing kickball. Yeah. So, I mean, he had all these things going on, which, you know, I'm like, that's fine. But, I mean, I couldn't barely get anything out of him. Like, he would text me during the day, like, what are you doing? And then, like, we would be like, what's for dinner? That would be, like, our whole conversation for the day, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still and, text you what's for dinner. Though. Well, yeah, we still text <laughs> it's the It's the fight that never ends. It's, yeah, it's, it's the <laughs> ongoing conversation. So there was no, there was no connection really. It was just going through the motions. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seemed like you had completely. I mean, like you know, part of it was like, okay, well, I kind of expected it because, you know, like after I got saved, you know, things changed quite a bit, and so I figured, you know, he's, you know, we were used to going out all the time and drinking and you know, doing the usual stuff. And so that pretty much halted for me. And so he, you know, carried on like he wasn't going to stop doing that. So I just, part of me was like, well, I mean, I guess I gotta, gotta expect that. And, but the, you know, the red flags for other stuff, started popping up and mm-hmm. I was like something's gotta be going on but I'm like I have no proof and then I think the other big thing is like his phone was always with him like mm-hmm. even if I wanted to try to look at it it was I noticed like he would really never leave it anywhere with without like he even took it to the bathroom with him and I was like well I, I was, and everyone <laughs> does that but I was about but, to say in Neil's defense I do too. This it was literally glued. It was attached to mm-hmm. my hip. Like well, this. he was going to take a shower, and I was just like, okay. And he's taking the charger too. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, because I know in the past, I'm like, he would just leave his phone on the charger, you know, and go get mm-hmm. ready. I'm like, why would he need to take his phone with him to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. To get ready, and I even said something to him. I'm like, why are you taking your phone to the bathroom? I can't remember what you said, but I was just like, uh, that's weird. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it's funny you say that because yeah. like my wife and I, we, we, we are very involved with social media and, and Facebook and like, it's part of what we do for podcasting. Like, you know, she'll, she has her book page, but she's constantly like, you know, creating videos or creating posts. And there are times where we, we find ourselves just literally glued to our phones in a very unhealthy way. And, you know, Neil talks, you talk about it in your book, the, the accessibility of things on the internet, especially, especially nowadays, it's, it's horrible. I tried to do TikTok for, that was like, my thing was TikTok. I wanted to start it for the podcast because a lot of podcasters use it. I went on TikTok and it was just like an an onslaught. Just, Just video, 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 video. And you just do this. And I'm like, what, why is it showing me these things? Like, and it's based off my phone algorithms and things that I've done in the past before, you know, I was married and before, you know, my wife and I, we've gone through our fair amount of, you know, challenges Challenges. and perseverances. And we, you know, that's why we enjoy talking to, you know, people like you guys who, who did it. Like you guys are doing it. It's, it's pretty awesome. And like, and you guys are actively putting in the work. And I think that's something that a lot of relationships, not just marriages, but relationships don't realize is that, you know, it, after you get past the honeymoon stage, you know, that's when you really start to see who the real person is. And that's when you both have to put in the work. So even if you have, you know, certain desires or behaviors that you're engaging in prior to this relationship, you have to realize that like some, some things are unhealthy, some things are healthy and you want to carry that into your relationship. Those unhealthy ones though, if you bring them into the relationship, it can create a lot of complications and it, and it can create some some damage and, and sometimes that damage is is detrimental to that relationship but you guys are are actively putting in the work and your faith is a huge 
part of that. And I think a lot of relationships out there also lean on faith a lot. Paul and I are constantly talking about that and our our faith and our belief systems and things like that. I was raised Catholic in a Catholic household. I went to Catholic school. I, I started to learn a little bit more about just Christianity as a whole, because there were certain things that that I didn't necessarily agree with in the Catholic Church, but as a Christian, I agreed with. And Paul Paul was raised as a Lutheran, so we don't we don't actively practice one specific religion. But I I personally believe there's you know there's a God there's there's higher power. you know higher power the universe there, there's there's so much more than what we see right here. I you know I I believe in the afterlife. I I. My great grandmother passed last. It was a year ago, last year, and you know I felt I felt her presence with me at certain points, and you know I I can feel her. You know, just if I'm outside and the wind's blowing a certain way, I just I know, you know, there there's something more, and I think that even just ta- having that conversation with your significant other is so important too, mm-hmm. because if you're not on the same page, that also could create complications, which is something that we we spoke about, and you mentioned mm-hmm. in your book when. You know, when Amy was saved, you know, you didn't really go along with that. And you just, you know, I'm sure that created a lot of friction in the house. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like Amy said, you know, before before we got married, neither of us were were believers, in, you know, I mean. Amy, well, I was a believer. Like, I believed in Jesus, but I didn't mm-hmm. know him. Yeah. Like, I didn't, well, I just. I guess I, I did think about it and I, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like a priority of mine, you know, so I, I, I never really thought about it. I, you know, I've read this book that basically scared the heck out of me and that's kind of like where it started from. And then, I mean, it wasn't just that one thing, but like, then I realized that there's a difference in, you know, believing in something and actually trusting in it and surrendering to it. And anyways, like, whenever I was trying to tell him about it, he definitely didn't react how I w- had hoped. Like, well, she, she would, she would play videos for me right before we go to sleep. And it, so like on, on people getting, you know, hearing, you know, trying to get being like evangelized on the street or something. I mean, she'd play these videos off of YouTube and I'd be like, just doing my best to fall asleep as quickly as I could. So I didn't have to hear it. I mean, I mean, you know, imagine like, it's hard to, you know, for me, as you know, like I, I grew up in a Jewish household, mm-hmm. really was an atheist when, you know, when this all went down and, you know, three months after we got married, Amy decides to tell me that she well she's she's gotten saved by Jesus. Now again, imagine my reaction as a as a Jewish man who is not supposed to go anywhere near that story, <clears throat> on top of the fact that really honestly I didn't believe in it anyway. So mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm thinking it's you know it's it's like that that scene in in the wedding singer when Adam Sandler goes, this would have been good information to know yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, so and I you know and I did what a lot of I think what what a lot of people who are into their faith. I think what happens to them, they get persecuted. And really, that's what I did to Amy. You know, I honestly, I thought she was crazy. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much got that indication when I <laughs> told her. Yeah, I mean, I, I really thought she was crazy. Well, I, and... I know. I was just like, I thought, you know, I didn't think he was going to, you know, think I was nuts because I'm like, okay, we've been together for a while. Like, you know, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. But I did. I don't do anything like crazy. I mean, I'm a rational person. So, um, well, was this a conversation that you guys had together before? I, I can't imagine it was just kind of like an overnight decision that you made, you know, like I'm, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to get baptized tomorrow. So was that something that you guys talked about beforehand at all? Or we came, no, for, I mean, maybe, and again, this could be me as a, not intentive husband, maybe didn't pay attention to the signs or, or see what was happening, but it came out of, correct me if I'm wrong, it came out pretty much out of the clear blue sky. It just, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for there's, me, yeah, for, I when mean, I find out about you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, there's a transformation that happens or something that happens and it's, I mean, you can't deny it. And then, you know, I was trying to tell him about it. I didn't know how to explain it to him. I thought, 
I was, I thought he would be understanding at least, but I could definitely tell he thought I was crazy. And he, he was like, I gotta, he's like, I gotta get out of here for a while. And I knew he was going to go tell his friends that I like had lost my mind and that I was crazy, which I, yeah, I mean, I I pretty much got that. I mean, but he wouldn't read anything. He wouldn't listen to anything. That, that that was a hard thing for me because I'm like, well, I'm like, I didn't expect him to like, you know, give his life to Jesus because I did, but I thought, you know, maybe he would want to understand or, you know, know like what happened or try to understand what happened, mm-hmm. not just immediately assume I was nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's funny you say um, that because. You know, I, one of my favorite parts in your book, Neil, is when you have uh, favorite is is a weird term for it because I know it's. But the my the chapter that I enjoyed the most, or the one that resonated the most with me, it was the the chapter on shame and and yeah. feeling ashamed because I I can I can I'll be honest, I related to it, I really did, and that that's not getting into anything too crazy on my end, but you know, it is one of the things that Neil and I connected on where I had my own issues with self control and self esteem, especially because. You know, I, I didn't deal with a lot of my own personal issues and it, it wasn't until, you know, I, I don't necessarily like follow a religion or I don't, you know, I'm not like, you know, God, Jesus, this, I do believe that Melanie was sent to me by somebody who knows way better than I do. And she's the one that inspired me to, to be better and to deal with my own personal issues and my own past trauma. And, you know, again, that's why, like, it's even a little, sometimes it's a little interesting, the circumstances that you and I met, Neil, while I'm standing outside at a library, her favorite place in the world, waiting for her, dealing with our own issues, and I get a phone call from somebody like you. And it's just like, wow. If that's not a sign from from some sort of higher power, I don't know what is. And Melanie and I joke that the universe always wanted to put us together. They just didn't know the right, they just were waiting for the right time. Well, we weren't. We weren't ready. Right. Because I think if we had met any other time in our lives. We came Well, yeah, (laughs) a few times. But if we actually had met, I don't think we would be where we are today. Right. Because we had to go through certain experiences to get to where we were Mm -hmm. in order to appreciate, appreciate, excuse me, each other. Do you guys, though, I don't want to keep talking about us, we're boring. But do you guys feel like where you are now, you can look back... You know, even at this one point that we're talking about where, you know, Amy was saved and and you're, you know, quick to be like, yeah, I can't talk to you right now. I got to go and tell my friends you're crazy because you made this, you know, decision. Can you look back at that moment and laugh and be like, I can't believe I said that. Like, oh, just so silly. Obviously, certain points you don't want to, but just how how do you how do you look back at each each moment like that and and how how. How does it feel to reflect on things? You're you're sharing a lot of personal moments with with not just us, with the world and your book and and everything. How do you how do you navigate that? Well, I, I do think that you know I think we have gotten to the point now where we have. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever be permanently like healed. Like there, I think there's always going to be that pain that's underneath that just will lurk and and raise itself up every once in a while, but we've gotten to the point now where we, we, we can inject humor into the situation because I know, and I just, I'm going to tell this, I'm sorry. What? Like when we're driving down the road and she'll see, she'll see something like maybe, <laughs> yeah. oh, like maybe a hotel and she'll be like, she'll look, she'll look at me side on. She's like, do you ever take anybody there? <laughs> and I was like, Amy, like, come on. Like, we were walking on a trail the other day and I said that to her. I mean, she just, but I mean, that's, you know, that's that's a good sign that we can, we can, we can joke about that stuff. Uh But, but I will say too, it is like every once in a while, you know, at least for, for me, because I'm being, I'm putting myself way out there and sharing some of this stuff. Like I just posted something on my Facebook yesterday about, I was on another show and, the title on the, the screen was, you know, Neil Getzlow's, you know, sex addict. And, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it, it hurt me to, to think that that guy was that person. 
I mean, that, that's, that's my backstory. That's how I got here. But for, for a moment, I felt that shame again, and I felt embarrassed about it. But then I just, I remember very quickly, like, that's, that's not my identity mm-hmm. anymore. That's not who mm-hmm. I am. I found my identity in God. And that, that's, that's the story that God gave me to break free from all that. And now I feel, you know, that's, that's why we're, we're here talking about it, because I am compelled to share what, you know, all that evil stuff I was doing, um, you know, God gave me, he showed me the path. Mm-hmm. He lit up a path for me. I still had to walk, walk the walk and walk mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, he's not going to pull you. He's not going to, you know, do everything for you. Mm-hmm. He'll show you the way out. And if it's up to you, if you want to mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes yeah. he doesn't even show you. He just like cracks open a door yeah. or like yeah. moves a curtain a little bit. And you're like, oh, what? what? Let me just take a look over there and see. And, you know, it, he's he's really crazy with what he does. And, you know, it's one of the reasons that I have a lot of respect for both of you guys. You guys, the easy the easy thing to do would have been like, well, time to call it a day. But you guys, not only did you you see this path. You walk down this path, and and you you're you're trudging along, and it's just it's empowering. It really is empowering. I know, like Neil and I in our last, you were bringing up some of your future plans, and I said, man, people need to hear your story. People need to hear it. Like when I when I think Neil Getzlow, I think I don't think sex addict. I think someone who overcame it. That's yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's crazy to you know people write off addicts all the time, and addict is such a it's such a damaging word, and people don't realize it. Because it has such a negative connotation to it, but like, for you to take it and and make it into something empowering and make it into a message, it's pretty cool and it's pretty inspiring. Not only to me, who like I'll read your book back and forth, turn it upside down, read it again, and hope for a <laughs> sequel. Hint, hint, wink, wink. But like, I I found so much joy just writing my review about it. Like I started the review before I finished the book because I was just so moved and I was like, I could have done a, a dissertation on each chapter. Well, I, I, and I appreciate that. And, um, and yeah, you know, and, and my story obviously is important for men out there, for anyone who's suffering from an, an addiction to, you know, I, I hope that it illuminates some things that you can do to take steps. But as, as I will, I will say every day, like the key to it was Amy, mm-hmm. like her, the forgiveness that she learned from, from Jesus is the forgiveness she gave me. And it was the, that forgiveness that unlocked you know, this new, this new life. And, and, and like I've said before, like that forgiveness was important, but it, it didn't take, it didn't um, absolve me of any sort of responsibility or accountability mm-hmm. that I needed, needed to take on my own end to get my, you know, get my mind right and to, to fix things and actually show that, that I am a, a changed person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I mean, I, I'm sure part of me, I mean, I had so many things going on in my mind and, you know, I'm not sure if my heart was there yet, but I knew like I needed to forgive him. I felt like I was being prepared even before any of this happened, which was weird. I mean, it's, there was a couple that came to our church to speak. She had been unfaithful and became pregnant. They're giving their testimony about their marriage and what had happened. And they were talking about the power of forgiveness and then my pastor had a a sermon on the importance of forgiveness and even at the time I just felt like I was supposed to hear that message and and then we were praying about you know because our our church is real big on raising money for human trafficking and stuff and they were we were praying for you know the men that are seeking it out and i i just remember even thinking you know i was praying for my husband during that too not even realizing that he's like part of it but and also like i look back and i think you know part of me wishes that it didn't take so long for me to find out and and it was very hard at times because it was almost like I knew I knew he was cheating I just had no proof mm-hmm. and so I, I don't know I look back at that and I and I ha- I feel frustrated at times thinking like I knew 
it just had no way to prove it. And, you know, I think of different scenarios of like what I could have done to like maybe find out or something. But I know that if it would have happened any other way, I just don't think we'd have the same outcome. Yeah, I agree. So an interesting question that I, I, I know Neil and I spoke about it, but I wanted to hear your perspective, Amy. So you guys, obviously you have a very religious outlook on life. You have a very uh, strong uh, faith in God and your marriage and having God at the center of your marriage for for people that aren't religious do you think that this story still can resonate with them and what do you say to the people who are like well I'm not religious so I'm not interested in hearing it well yeah I mean I think for non-believers yeah I mean if you've well I don't know how I'd explain that well I know um, I remember what you said to me which is what do you have to lose yeah because if, if Amy is wrong and I'm right as a non-believer, then okay, then we're all like we're all done when we die. But if Amy's right and I'm wrong, then I have everything to gain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, well, and even too, like I, I just when I found out the second time, I was like, you know, I just don't say I could possibly stay with him. I'm like, I try to get him to, you know, give me told me everything the first time still not knowing how I was you know how things were going to turn out but I'm like you need to let me know everything now I was like because if you lie to me now like there's no way I could ever you know leave anything that you have to tell me and um so that's I was still I was skeptical after I found out the first time because I was just like well I've been thinking for so long that something's going on so you can't tell me that this is the first time so I just kind of kept my mouth shut, and I was like, I'm going to find out one way or the other, like, something else is going on here. Mm-hmm. So I ended up finding out, and, and I, you know, my mind is racing, thinking, like, I can't stay married to this person. I mean, he's, like, lied to me from the very beginning, and I don't even know who you are. He's got, like, a completely different life going on, and I mean, I just... I wasn't sure, like, who I thought he was cheating with, but I had no idea that it was, like, all these people. So, I I just, I mean, honestly, I didn't see how we could possibly stay together, but in a way, I mean, we didn't have a choice in staying together at that time because I couldn't work. My work was closed, and, and he was, you know, he worked from home, so we're basically stuck together. And I also was thinking, you know, like my, my youngest son hasn't finished with school and this is going to turn his whole life upside down. Like, what am I going to do with that? And I've also like tore up half of the house so we can't even (laughs) sell the house right now. So I told him, I was just like, there, you know, I'm like, we can't stay together if you don't ask God for help. I'm like, I don't see any other, there's just no way we could stay together. I'm like, look, I mean, we, we, you know, our lives are completely different now. I'm like, there's just no way you can put these two things together and make it work. So either you need to, you know, ask God for help or this is pretty much over. Cause I couldn't see any other way of that happening. And that's, and that, I mean, and that's what I did as a non-believer, you know, is this is all going down over the six weeks and, spring of 2020, you know, I, you know, when this, when I first got exposed in that hotel room in Chicago, I still, you know, I I thought, okay, this is, I got caught, but I'm still going to have this life, this double life that I'm leading. I I had no intention of giving that up, at least, you know, and so I had to, yeah, I finally, I just got to the point, like, I think if people, if there are non-believers that are listening, like at some point you're going to, you're going to get to that moment in life where it, you're 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 at the bottom of the pit like and you need to help you need a helping hand to to get up and for me i i asked god for help i mean that was mm-hmm. that was what i what i did what i did and i you know i also want to make it clear too like like i said god showed me the path but i had to take some of those steps myself and i also had to make sure that we we talked to a professional counselor you know mm-hmm. we, we we got some outside help which made a huge difference i mean obviously God gave us some plot of outside help, but, you know, we still needed to work through some things. And, uh, you know, so I, 
that taking care of yourself mentally is so important, you know, especially nowadays, there's a lot of anxiety and, and worry out there. And, it, you know, and I'm a big proponent of eliminating all the junk food of your mind and getting your mind right and getting, you know, so we got rid of Netflix. We got rid of cable TV. I stopped watching sports for a long time, although it's come back just a little bit, but we really replaced all that stuff that was taking us away from, from God taking us away from each other and filled it up. Now, fill it up with, you know, going to church, reading the Bible, praying together, but then also now spending time together. And like I, there was a point where I wanted to spend as much time away from Amy as I possibly could to a point now today where I want to spend as much time with her as I possibly can. And I never thought I'd, I'd get there. But I, I never thought that he would be reading the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> no. which i mean i never thought i would be reading the bible yeah. you know before mm -hmm. like i i had absolutely no interest like i had no interest in going to church I had no interest in reading the bible like who i mean it, it does you're transformed you're a different person you have different desires like i would not willingly on my own want to do these things mm -hmm. so and just before, like, well, after I found out the first time that he was cheating and he told me, I'm 99.9% .9 sure that I would never be a Christian. And I remember driving to work thinking, oh my gosh, I'm like, am I wasting my time here? I'm like, just like, is this like my out? Like, is this, <laughs> you right. know, because yeah, I mean, yeah. there were times where I was just like, you know, I don't know how much longer I can do this. I'm like, I'm already alone. I might as well be alone. And <laughs> I was like, just give me an out here. I know I can't like get divorced because, you know, I'm not happy at the moment. But yeah, I mean, there were times where I was just kind of like, you know, I just kind of give up. Like, you know, I'm like, you can't make a marriage work by yourself. Mm, so I like that. That is, that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's true though. So what yeah. I think, I think Paul might have another question for you, but I'm going to, I'm going to jump no, in because I'm really curious. So you guys are actively, <laughs> I love it. No, do it. Come on. You got you this. Guys, you guys are, are actively working together to strengthen your relationship, to strengthen your relationship with each other and God. What are just some things that you do throughout the week to, to work on yourselves, to work on yourselves as a couple, to strengthen your relationship with God? Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, every night, almost every night, unless we fall asleep early, we will, you know, we're listen to the Bible every night before we go to bed. You know, we are, we try to, you know, hang out in the evening as much as we can with each other. And it gets hard sometimes, but you got to find the time to, you know, just be with each other and, 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 and just kind of spend that downtime with each other. Um, obviously going to church together, you know, every week. And, and also, I think one of the, you know, most important things that, that we, we try to do is we kind of have this, you know, ever since this all went down, we have this like new circle of friends that we've sort of grown into. And so getting to, to spend time with them and, and they give us encouragement and, and hopefully we give them some encouragement too. And so, you know, it's, I guess I look back on it because I was such an absentee husband like I was, I was putting zero effort. Okay, maybe one percent effort into into the marriage. So it's it's almost like you, you put that effort into it, you're gonna get some fruit out of it, mm -hmm. right? Like I mean, it's it was pretty easy. I just started actually paying attention to Amy, listening to Amy, talking to Amy, having a conversation with her, and, and listening to her. It, it makes such a huge difference. And since we're being completely honest here, right, I will, will have to say, like, our romantic life is stronger than ever, right? And so it, that is such an important part of a marriage is having a healthy relationship emotionally and physically as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think those are the keys. That's awesome. Uh, fun fact, you did steal my question, and oh. that's actually where I was too, so... <laughs> Good. We, we constantly joke that we actually have one brain and mm -hmm. it's it's just something that we and, and, and a lot of married couples I'm sure you guys do too like you, one person's thinking it the other person says it you're like oh no that's what I was gonna say but uh, I'm just like I'm, I'm sitting here with like chills and goosebumps just because it, it's this is powerful stuff and it's not easy stuff and that I think that's 
that's the most important thing. Like if, if you guys are listening to this, you know, when, when we release it or, you know, watching the video when we post it, just, just remember, like, I think the most important thing and I think the thing that I resonate the most with is you're not alone. And a lot of people think that they are. And it's, it's really, you know, I, Neil, I know you mentioned in your book that feeling of being alone. I'm just, I guess I'm meant yeah. to be alone, uh, especially for men. Men do not get the amount of support that they need. They, they are, they're taught to tough it out and to, and to, you know, rub some dirt in it and move on. But, and then, you know, for women, the power of forgiveness and the power of, of keeping your, your significant other accountable. Like this, this is incredible stuff. And, you know, just like, I'm honored to be sitting like it, it's sorry, I'm getting like all like flustered just because to, <laughs> to be on a show where such a powerful message and mm-hmm. such good, such genuinely good people. Like I, I, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to, to blow smoke, but like you guys are just good people and it resonates off the two of you. And there's a lot of love and a lot of affection and a lot of just great energy between the two of you. And just, you can tell that you guys have been through it and, and you, you're kicking butt and, you know, keep, and you keep mm-hmm. working. I think that marriages a lot of times get complacent. People get, you know, this is what I do. This is the thing that I do. You guys are pushing and, and making yourselves better. And it sounds like you're also surrounded by a group of people that encourage it which is really incredible. So, For sure. and I do think too, is like, it is, I will, I want to make it very clear too. Like it's not perfect and it's not easy. Like it's far from it. Right. Like, even though we've had this great story and we've had this huge transformation, there are still days where I think one of us are not on the same page maybe, or we're, you know, just feeling down. And I, I think that's where the, the, you know, you learn from your past where so much where I have this, feeling and these anxiety and I would, you know, obviously act out in ways that were not healthy and leave Amy out of, you know, any of the conversation about it. Now, you know, if, if I'm feeling that way, you know, I can turn to reading, you know, reading the Bible or, you know, spending time with Amy and, and talking about what's going on. And I think that's, that's how we're, we're just, we're able to better manage, I think the ups and downs a little bit, just because we've, <laughs> we saw the valley for sure. And have come out the other side. So it's well, just... there's times where I can tell something's wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could tell things were wrong with you before. So I just couldn't get anything out of you before. And now, like sometimes, I kind of have to pry it out of them a little bit. I think, oh, it's just stupid. I'm like, so just tell me. <laughs> and, I, and I do, and I feel better. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, it's again, it's not, it's not like I'm not. I don't think we're exposing like the revolution and revolutionary thinking here. Yeah. I feel like it's all pretty, you know, it's like, pretty basic yeah. of a relationship, but you've got to, but you've got to act it out. You've got to, you know, you've got to put in, you know, the work and you've got to be committed to it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's well, I think the other thing too, with the forgiveness and, you know, if you're, gonna make your marriage work, like you can't, you can't like throw their past in their face. You know what I mean? Like that's part of the forgiveness is you're not trying to seek revenge on somebody and you're not trying to be like, hold it over their head. I mean, it's like, if you're, if you do that, I mean, you're just, you're just like festering up like bitterness and anger and hatred towards the other person. Really. I don't see how you can like move forward. If all you can do is like, you know, bring it up all the time. Well, you did this. So therefore, you know, I, I can do this to you. You know, it's just, I think that's something I had to make a decision on is like, you know, it'd be easy for me to say some hateful things to him and remind him of the things that he's done. But that's, that's you kind not, of did. Way well, the, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I joke. <laughs> the way at the beginning, like, Rightfully so, right? Like, I mean, when this is all going down, there was definitely yeah. some raw emotions there. But mm-hmm. I think that is one of definitely one of the things I appreciate is, yeah, I mean, she she truly forgave me. Again, it doesn't take away any of the pain or the hurt for sure, but she doesn't. Well, I would me. say like I didn't do it in a revengeful way, though. Yeah. You no, know what you I mean? No, like I, I would say I was hurt like the most, like, yeah. And then maybe the anger came later, like more mm-hmm. of the anger came later. And I was just kind of like, you know, like you didn't think of these things or whatever, but it was just like, I was kind of getting it out, but I wasn't like I was trying to be vindictive. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, it's also a part of the process of healing. You know, you're going to go through these emotions and it, there's stages of it. There's stages of, of grief. There's going to be a little bit of anger. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be shame. There's, but at the end of it, there is forgiveness. And I think that's, that's the most important thing is, you know, you're not doing too well right now in this moment, but, and, but you have to work through it and it's going to take some time and just, one of the biggest things like for, for any of our challenges that we had was, was the constant reminder, like give yourself some grace, give him some grace. Like just, we're both not going to get it right all the time. It's not always going to be 50, 50. Some days he's going to give me 60 to my 40. And sometimes, you know, I'm going to give 10 and he's going to give 90 and vice versa. And it's always, there's always going to be that ebb and flow to the relationship, but not getting angry at each other for that and not, not, really just being conniving and and holding things you know Amy you said holding on to that is only going to end up hurting you in the end right. you know yeah. yeah yeah and I think I, and I can't remember where I saw this I, I came across this kind of this quote but it's, it's basically like you know giving someone grace when when they really don't deserve that grace can be a, a powerful healing tool and I think that's what, what Amy gave me. She gave me that grace, even though I did not deserve it in any way, shape, or form, but she still offered it to me. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was powerful. Again, chill, stop, <laughs> all of you. God. So speaking of... Well, I mean, it's not like anything special that I'm doing. I mean, it's you're, you're doing that, well... This is what I talk about when she's, she is very humble about. Well, I'm just doing, I mean, like as a Christian, you're supposed to do what Jesus did. You know, he like forgave me even when I didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. He had grace, like even when I didn't, I didn't earn that and I don't deserve that. But how many people are going to actually walk that out and and live that? Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, in a case like this, right. Like I don't know. And, and I, I think, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think people that, you know, are, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to do what Jesus yeah, wants us to do, will do it. Like, can, people can say that, but when it comes down to actually acting on Maybe that. it's partly my upbringing, because my dad was just like, just suck it up. Oh, that, that, that's, like, that's funny. But, like, but it goes back to, like, you know, it's, e- it's easy. It's so easy for me to say, I can do this when the time comes then the time comes and suddenly I'm like, I don't think I can do this. But you know, you guys talked about bringing up the past. I, I would really like to ask you cause we are running a little short on time. Our yeah. favorite question to ask at the end of any interview, what's the future? Where, where are you guys going? I know Neil, you and I have kind of talked off air a little bit. So what are you like, what's next for the get slows? It's a great question. I think we're still trying to figure it out. I think Amy would probably like to go back to anonymity, but um, I'm not going to let that happen because I think we we have too much. I, you know, when I have the opportunity to talk about our story and share, especially when I'm with Amy, I just I get encouraged, even though it's rehashing a lot of stuff that isn't pleasant. But I know what happened on the other side, so it brings me encouragement. So. Amy still has to sign off on these, but I know that we've talked about, you know, can we write a book part two, which is her telling, telling the same story, but from her point of view, because I think she has a lot of insight to bring on how to, you know, how to deal when you've been, you know, when someone's been sitting against you in a really ugly way, you know, how do you break free from that? And how do you forgive someone? And I, you know, I still, I think there's a podcast out there for us. I don't know. Maybe, but that's, we'll see. Amy's, you know, <laughs> not the biggest fan of that idea, but again. I don't mind sharing our story. I like sharing it. It's just, I. Yeah. And I think that's like, like to, again, you know, hey, I'm not a public speaker. Oh, I know. But it'd be great. Hey, look, it'd be great to sell a ton of books, but that's not the purpose of what we're doing here. Again, the purpose is to just let people know, like, we're just, we're just, cause we're just too regular, like completely regular anonymous people in the world and yet this thunderbolt hit us and this miracle happened so like if it happens if it happened to me and if it can happen in our marriage it can happen to to you and so that's why that's why we gotta keep talking about it that's awesome and you know what amy just so you know producer melanie over here did not want to do podcasting either Mm. 
and she is one of the best interviewers that I've ever, ever worked with. And that's not I me. also get really uncomfortable when I do them. That's why I sit here and I can't really move she, or I'm always fidgeting or I'm like accidentally I hitting my like, arm I, stuff. I was like, cause I'm going to be rocking back because <laughs> I do that anyways. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in a chair that swirls and I have my feet up so I don't swirl around. Sorry. I, get, I, I get really nervous too. So it's, it's, but then, but then you yeah. do it and you, you kill it. It's the fun. It's, it's so funny. So yeah. I, I can totally see the two of you at some point doing some, some sort of I interview. I just enjoy talking to people and hearing their stories because and that's the point. everything is it. just so, it, everybody's so interesting and everyone's story is so different and you can, you know, we can say like, oh, we relate to some things, but it's still two completely different stories. You know, you'll never sure. really get someone's perspective a hundred percent. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. Love it. But for those of you guys who are listening, if you guys are interested, uh, you can go to neilgetzlow.com to get a copy of his book. We have our copy here in the studio. Oh, and look at that. Always has it prepared. It I love it. <laughs> Casually. <laughs> we did the Instagram Live the other day, and same thing. You just out of nowhere. Mine right there. Yep. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Product you, placement. Yeah, if you go to neilgetzlow.com. You can buy the book there. I'll give you an autographed copy. I'll make you can get Amy to sign it too. And I think if, uh, we can still use the free ship code to get free shipping. And we're also donating $5 for every book sold to Run to Stop It, which is an organization fighting against sex trafficking across the U.S. So it's an important organization. So we'd, we'd love the support. Yeah. And, and we just appreciate, appreciate you guys um, giving us so much so much love and and um, chance to share our story. Oh, we, yeah. we, we are honored. We really are. Mm-hmm. If you actually go to our website, you are the number one affiliate on our page. So if you go to our mm-hmm. affiliates page... The very first thing you're going to see is a copy of, uh, is a picture of Neil's book, information about it. You can click on it. You can buy it straight from our website. You can actually go through us if uh, you're checking out podcasts. You can also find my review up there. I had a blast writing it. I think I'm going to have to do a follow-up at some point just because like al- already I'm sitting here going, man, I didn't put this in the review. I didn't, I didn't say this. I didn't do that. And uh, we're definitely going to want to get you guys back on the show at some point because I feel like it's just even, even though the interview, like y- people were going to be like, isn't the interview just going to be the same? It feels totally different the second time. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like not only because we've grown from reading the book and, and gotten to know you, but also to experience talking to both of you. We were so excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, hopefully we'll – so yeah, now we definitely have to work on the second book just to uh, make sure we have something new to, to talk about again. I would, well, we we'd love that. We would love to to be a part of that process as always. So thank you guys for taking the time out again. It's a Saturday night. It's nine o'clock at night. We're wearing our pajamas. You just can't tell. But thank you guys for for taking some time and really just chatting with us and being you know real and uncensored and all that stuff. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. You guys thank enjoy you so the much. rest of your night. All right. All right. You too. That was fantastic. That that was wonderful. I'm so so happy Amy was able to join us this time. Oh no, it was it was so powerful to have her involved and have and hear her story and man, I'm I'm like again, mm-hmm. chills. But see, there's still so much more that I want to know. Well, I guess we're going to have to do another interview with them. We probably will. I'm going to have to email Neil. I also would love to see if Amy writes a book i want i I want to read it i want to see, i oh. i just i i feel like she has so much to offer and she's just so wonderful she's humble and she's funny and she's just lovely oh, yeah just lovely and you could tell like she was doing something out of her comfort zone but still giving it a hundred percent like mm-hmm. neil neil had told me beforehand that like you know she doesn't usually do these but you know like we wanted to, and I know you and I spoke about wanting to. So, th- big thank you to them, guys. Like seriously, even even if you're not looking for something super religious or anything like that, the book is fantastic. It, it is a good read. It's a it's not a long read. It the chapters move very quickly. At the end of each chapter, there are questions, so you are able to kind of uh, reflect on what you read and really just absorb the content. And you know, it there is a lot of reference to God and and to Jesus and. But I think regardless of what your, you know, beliefs are, you still are able to take something from this book. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And, you know, for me, like it was helpful because I would read the chapter and I would, I would skip the questions, the first read through. And then the really? second read through, I would do the questions just because it gave me time to yeah. process. So there, there are lots of ways to, to read this book and enjoy this book. And, um, man, again, this was fantastic. I want to, we really want to thank Neil for mm-hmm. taking the time out and we want to thank you guys for listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys want to learn a little bit more about us, you can go to our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our different podcasts, not only this one, but also Multiverse Fancasts, Cinematic Adventures, and also, just so you guys know, we have now joined something called Podbean's Affiliate Program. Now, the affiliate program is a way to share podcasting with other people. So if you're interested in creating your own show, you can actually go to podbean.com slash and get a free month of podcasting on us. So if you guys are interested, you can do that. If you guys are looking to actually sponsor the show, you can do that too. If you go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction. So if you're a fan of the show and you want to advertise with us or advertise on other podcasts, you can use our code and you'll get a discount on your first month of advertising. I believe it's a hundred dollars off. So that's pretty, pretty nice. Pretty cool stuff. And if you want more Melanie, because everybody wants more Melanie. You can find her Instagram page, her bookstagram page, excuse me, Bibliophiles Assemble on Instagram. She's doing hand motions even though it's a podcast and it's audio. Oh, I thought we were still recording the no, video. No, it, it awkwardly stops. Well, well was, now I'm a little embarrassed. Well, then we're going to end the show. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Melanie. And we'll see you guys next time.